This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Severe weather devastated Kentucky and the surrounding region over the weekend in an event that also included devastation for the area's ag industry. Kentucky Ag Commissioner Ryan Quarles tells Jeff Nally that state officials are already assisting with the depopulation of some poultry and dairy facilities, and he expects a lengthy recovery. The physical infrastructure, the pictures uh, don't hold a candle to what it actually looks like with grain systems being leveled. Uh, a brand new research facility in Princeton, Kentucky, not even two years old, leveled to the ground. It was heavy built. And this was a massive storm of massive destruction, and we have a recovery and cleanup effort that's going to take not weeks, but probably months. The storm lifted the tops from grain bins and even took a train off the tracks. Noah Wicks has more in his story on agripulse.com. The week ahead could include action on a major government spending package that would infuse billions into various programs as the nation continues to recover from the pandemic. But one item certain to be on the agenda is a confirmation hearing for one of the top positions in public health and food policy. Robert Califf will appear before the Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee tomorrow for a confirmation hearing to be the next commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration. It's a position he held during the Obama administration, and 16 ag and food groups sent a letter to the committee leaders today endorsing his nomination. But for the dairy industry, standards of identity will be top of mind during tomorrow's hearing. I don't even know why we're still having this conversation. You know, I guess it's clear to us as dairy farmers that milk is milk and cheese is cheese and it's derived from a mammal. That's Brody Staple, the president of Wisconsin-based Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Edge and other dairy groups have long pushed for restricting the use of dairy terms on plant-based alternatives. Michael Torrey handles D.C. government affairs for Edge. He says he doesn't expect FDA to consider a new approach on the issue. You know, we saw during the Trump administration, the FDA um, administrator come out and make some generous remarks towards dairy, and yet nothing happened. Uh, and I just, I just don't see them changing their tune now. But it would be nice if they would, and they should, address the issue. He says standards of identity fits into a broader issue with FDA's overall jurisdiction. Uh, their science has been confused by views from the activist community, and FDA has had to work very hard to make sure that science is included. But when it comes to, to labeling milk, for example, I mean, that's one that's been on the books for a long time that they just need to enforce the law, and there just always seems to be a hesitancy to do that. Stay tuned to agripulse.com for more from Califf's hearing. Trade has long been a key issue for the pork industry, and a retiring leader says that's not going to change anytime soon. Agripulse's Hannah Pegel has more. A pork industry leader is hopeful new trade partnerships can establish strong marketing opportunities for U.S. producers, but says it's going to take time. Neil Dirks is the CEO of the National Pork Producers Council. He says MPPC would like the U.S. to join the CPTPP, that's the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, but says until those discussions can take place, MPPC will focus on gaining market access in countries that have been previously denied. So there can be progress made on trade and more opportunities in trade. When you get something like CTPPP, which is a big deal, lots of countries, it takes a long time to negotiate. We kind of missed that first window when we pulled out of it right after the President Trump was inaugurated. It's going to take us a while to get back to that point, but we're hopeful we can get there. It's going to take a while. Dirks mentions Vietnam, the Philippines, and India as possible areas of market growth for U.S. pork exports. 
You can hear more from Dirks and his thoughts on WOTUS and sustainability in his open mic interview on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pegel. Speaking of the pork industry, the Department of Agriculture announced today a fresh round of pandemic aid for the industry. Producers who sold their hogs on the cash market from April through September 2020 are eligible for a $54 per head payment. There's more in our story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. From port congestion and supply chain disruptions to inflation and other important economic news, subscribe to Farm Bureau's Market Intel at fb.org forward slash market intel. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.